Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. This is Pete Vecchi, and I welcome you to today's episode of Reconciling Grace. We're going to be discussing an interesting topic in just a few moments, but before we get to the topic, I want to introduce our panelists today. We have Reverend Vicki Cundiff, who is one of the pastors at Countryside Church of the Nazarene in Lebanon, Ohio. Steve Wilson is with us today. Steve is a Christian author who has a Master's of Divinity degree from United Theological Seminary. And also with us today is Mick Wells. Mick is one of the co-hosts of Cross Connection Radio programs, and he is also a member of Wells of Salvation Ministries. He's been part of that ministry since 1980. And I waited to uh, introduce you last today, Mick, because you're the one who's going to kind of carry the water on this one, this discussion. And uh, I'm going to let you actually tell us the title. I know it's about the lying, the subject is lying, but did you have any more specific aspect of lying that you would like to get into? Yeah, let me just say that right off the bat, um, I thought this would be pretty easy, pretty black and white area. Um, Once I got deeper into the scriptures and looking at some of the comments of renowned scholars, I I think it's, uh, it's a subject which causes all of us to do some soul-searching and thinking about what would we do, especially uh, the Christian lives their life to to please God. And so when we talk about lying, well, let's just just throw it out there. What's the first thing you think of when you hear the word lie? Deception. Deception, okay, anything else? Falsehood. Falsehood. Trying to get out of trouble? Yeah. Is lying always verbal? In other words, if I lie to you, am I talking? Or is it, does it transcend what we say? It sounds like you're getting to the question of, is it about just the words or is it about the intent? Well, possibly. Can we lie? Okay, deceit comes to mind. The word deceit. Is deceit, in effect, lying, or is it a first cousin of lying? What do you think? Well, let's take a look at this a little further. I would say anything that doesn't present the truth. I mean, even withholding information could be a way of deception, could be, uh, you know, the same in in the eyes of God as lying because you're not uh, not upholding the truth of a situation. Sometimes uh, people refer to that perhaps as you've heard the term half-truth, where (laughs) part of it's the truth. You know, Satan used to, uh, in the scriptures, mix truth with error, the point being the intent was to to deceive. Well, I wanted to start out our program today by uh, recalling something from my past and And I think Christians are faced with whether or not or how to represent the values of God, the standards of God from a moral standpoint. Every day I think we're confronted with this, but one sticks out in my mind years ago, and maybe this has happened to you. 
Now I'm kind of an old codger, so I'm my anecdote goes way back in history to when we commonly held what we call landlines in the house, a phone attached to the wall, and it was attached by wires. And back in the time, cell phones didn't exist, and everybody was walking around with their own individual phone and individual number. Well, one day I had the misfortune of answering the phone at the house, a landline, one phone in the house, and I cupped the phone. I said, dear, this is for you. And she says, who is it? I said, well, it's Angie. She says, I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to talk to her. Tell her I'm not here. <laughs> okay, what do you do? If you tell the truth on the phone, you're in trouble with your spouse. If you tell a lie, you know it immediately. And, and God, I mean, this is the classic between a rock and a hard place. So how do you deal with that? And you have to deal with it on the spot. And you know, it may not be like lying to the nation over a, an affair with a congressional intern, but it's something that you deal with and it deals with ethics. And it gives rise to what's our attitude toward lying? Is it ever acceptable to lie or to withhold the truth or to be evasive, what have you? And I've told uh, our group here a number of times uh, I have gone out and talked to ministers and I've asked them this question. Would you lie if it meant saving the life of a loved one, of your child, of your wife, of a good friend, what have you? And I just wanted to go around the room here and ask that same question and we'll just kind of put that in the back of your mind as we walk into what the scriptures say about uh, the importance of the truth and uh, what's, what are the consequences of a lie. So Steve, can I start with you here? Would you lie if it meant protecting the life of your wife? Probably. And that's final? There's, there's probably, <laughs> there's, there's only one thing I can think of that I would not lie about. You know, if someone came up to me and asked, uh, are you a Christian? And uh, if you say yes, I'm gonna, your wife I don't think I could lie about that that's a good point um, anything else yeah I, I think I would say whatever I could to uh, to save her life okay thanks Steve Vicki yes I would uh, I think it would be the moral thing to do um, I was as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about this week and I remembered a story that I heard a true story of a woman who burst out of her house and was running down the street and went to the neighbors and said, he's going to kill me. She had an abusive husband. And they took her inside the home. And uh, eventually he come knocking on the doors. He's trying to find her. And I can't remember if he had a weapon in his hand or not or just what that was. But she was afraid for her life because it was a history of violence, abuse. And so they lied and said, no. You know, the couple did. Said, no, she's not here. And when you look at that story, whether it's our people that, even a stranger or a neighbor or whatever, or someone that we love, the moral thing to do would be to to lie so to say, spare that person's life. But in that case, as I think about that, I think that they possibly not only saved her life, but saved their own. And, and what about the person that was at the door in an angry rage and sparing him, actually, of doing harm and ending up in prison? So 
I think that it's the moral thing to do. Sure. Uh, and so it goes to that level of the law of God in that sense. Okay, that, those are good insights. Thank you, Vicki. Pete, well, would I, you lie to save your daughter Maria's life? Again, I, I, I hate to backtrack, but my answer was almost exactly what Steve's was. Mm-hmm. I don't have that anecdote that, uh, that Vicki had about that, but literally I was thinking about the very same thing as you were about to say it, Steve, was that there's the one thing that I don't know that I could lie about, and that was if I could deny Christ. Right. I... I have to agree with uh, everything that was shared here because that's my opinion too. If somebody were to come up to me and say, is it okay to lie? I would say no, but now I have to put an asterisk on it. And I found online opinions from learned people. I mean, oftentimes, have you ever gone out to the internet and seen this website called Got Questions where they deal with mm-hmm. the question? Yes, I've seen that. Well, I've seen this particular question, is it, is it okay to lie? But listen to the answer. In an instance where lying may be the only possible way to prevent a horrible evil, now get this, this is the answer to everybody asking the question. Perhaps lying would be an acceptable thing to do. And that just underscores my intent that we can't live our lives by the internet completely because we don't always get a clear picture. The, the point here is we want to do what honors God. That ought to be driving our decisions. What honors God? Um, as I looked at this question on the internet, I saw, have you ever heard the term uh, picking something because it was, quote, a lesser evil? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I generally found on the, the internet the opinions of Christian scholars were saying there's a, a greater moral issue and you're dealing with it with a lesser moral issue. In other words, they were saying that it was immoral to say it was wrong, but it was for a good cause, which gets into intentions like you were bringing up originally, to serve the purpose of the higher moral standard. Well. You listeners out there, as you consider our discussions here and sharing our opinions, um, keep these kinds of things in mind. The last thing I want to do is to impress upon listeners that they have a license anytime they want to go out and spread falsehood and, and deceit. I think we're looking here at the purpose of how is God glorified? How, are, how is morality that God holds dear and expects of us, how is it furthered through the, the actions we make? Um, I don't recall what I told my wife when she told me to lie to this lady about the phone call. I might have said she's unavailable. I probably did. Do you think that lady is listening today? She may be, <laughs> in which case I, I will apologize to her. But, um, you know, I... I and I would apologize. Being unavailable was a lie, too. I mean, there she was right there to pick up the phone. She wasn't unavailable. But in my desperation, I probably said something like that. Um, you probably know that if you say something that was you realize was wrong, the Holy Spirit doesn't waste a lot of time convicting you. Right. 
that you've done something wrong. I recall years ago, I had purchased a bed from a, a business place. I brought it home, and then I found it like $70 cheaper somewhere else. And so I took it back and I said, I didn't like this. I didn't tell them I found one cheaper. And immediately the Holy Spirit convicted me. You just lied to them, you know. Um, you wanted it at a cheaper price. Well, when I apologized and identified myself as a Christian, um, they weren't concerned about the issue of lying at all. They just wanted to match the price. You know, that's all they were concerned about. But, um, you know, how we, how we deal with, uh, you know, promulgating uh, deceit and falsehood, how we respond when the Holy Spirit convicts us is probably a, a program unto itself. Well, I think that uh, we might get to that program one of these days, and, and here we are almost halfway through our program today, and I don't even think we've gotten to the scriptures yet, but that's okay. Um, I think that the things that you've been talking about have been great. Um, we're hearing some great truths, but right now let's take a moment to break for our sponsor, and then we'll come back with the next half of today's episode of Reconciling Grace. And we're back with Reconciling Grace, and Mick Wells has been leading us in a discussion about lying. And I'm telling the truth about that, Mick, so I'm going to let you pick up right, right, right where you left off. Very good. Well, you know, our discussion uh, before the break was talking about lying and uh, the implications, maybe even some examples uh, found on the web that there's even a, a website that addresses with an article, why do Christians lie? So it wasn't do they lie? It's why do they lie? It's almost are you still beating your spouse type of question. It's assumed that uh, we're, we're faced with the uh, dilemma. Well, we want to look at what lying is and what's important about this is what the scripture tells us. And uh, somebody, one uh, place I researched defined lying as to practice deceit, falsehood, or, and treachery either by word or by action. It's, it's misrepresenting the truth or deceiving or avoiding. It's the exact opposite of truth, basically. And we want to take a look now. Um, we associate God with truth and the enemy of God, Satan, with lying. And let's look at some scriptures here. And Steve, would you share John chapter 1, verse 17? Scripture says, For the law was given through Moses, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Okay, there we see truth identified with Jesus Christ. In fact, um, <clears throat> Jesus himself identifies with that. And uh, Vicki, would you share uh, John chapter 14 and verse 6? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Clearly, no uh, linkage of Jesus to deceit there. Uh, Jesus is the truth, and as I was mentioning kind of uh, off script, uh, you will find equivalent verses in the scriptures that identify God the Father with truth and the Spirit with truth. And Jesus obviously claims to be the truth which we believe. Uh, 
Pete, would you share with us John chapter 18 and verse 37? Yes, this takes place when Jesus is standing before Pilate. Verse 37 starts out by saying, You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Wow. I like this for a couple of reasons. There was an opportunity for Jesus to save himself in the physical sense by lying to Pilate. And yet he chose to tell the truth. He is the truth. And um, he came into the world to, to testify to the truth. And uh, any thoughts on God as the essence, in essence being truth? Any thoughts? I think these scriptures clearly identify Jesus with the truth. On the other hand, I want to share with you a verse out of the Gospel of John chapter 8 and verse 44. Now this is the other side of the ledger. This is why this whole idea of lying is, is such a serious matter. These are the words of Jesus telling people you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. Now listen to this. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now that's a 180. That's diametrically opposed. And when we talk about the confrontation of uh, good and evil, good against evil, how could it be any more clear that Jesus is identified with the truth, the Godhead is identified with the truth, but the Godhead has an enemy identified as the father of lies, uh, even going so far as to say he's a murderer, he's a liar, and the father of lies. Um, I think that's pretty clear, don't you? I think it's interesting, um, and I hope I'm not getting off on a rabbit trail here, but in that scripture you just read, Jesus says there is no truth in him. And I believe you said something earlier in our session today about how... Um, mixing the, truth? Yeah, mixing truth. So if there's no truth in him, what does that say about mixing truth? And, uh, you know, maybe maybe truth goes deeper than what any of us here actually understand. I think it takes a broader picture. I mean... Satan, when he says what he says, the whole package of what he says is intended to dis deceive and to poison uh, what's otherwise the truth with uh, falsehood. That's a good way of looking at it. And so the whole package is one of lying and deceit. It's poisoned truth. Can I say that? I think so. I mean, I think that that makes sense if you were to you don't want to drink a poison, but if you were to drink something uh, that was poison, there might be actually water in it, but the water isn't necessarily poison, but water mixed with the poison will get the bad effect that the poison will give you. Well, let me say this, that it occurs to me that if everything Satan said was wrong, he would be very predictable. Yeah, he's the, he's the master of deception, the master of deceit. But if you knew that whatever he said was false, Implicitly, you would often know the truth. See what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. 
So we see that truth is associated with God and lying with the enemy of God. But let's take uh, a good look at what the Bible says about the concept of lying. And um, we need to ask ourselves the question too, uh, are the standards any different in the Old Testament times versus the New Testament times? Or is this, is this something that is a, a constant? Uh, Steve, would you share with us uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 16? Sure, and this is one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. That's, uh, that's interesting the way that's put. Testimony is almost a, a verbal thing. You associate it often with, with a court. And uh, just as a little aside here, I've known people that believe that they can't lie unless they're in court and under oath. I've known people like that. You challenge them on something, they say, well, you know, I'm not, I haven't sworn any, to anything, I'm not under oath, and it can't be a lie because I'm not under oath. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you'll run into that too, but uh, you know, Christians are even warned or admonished not to, to take oaths too. But you're right, that is uh, the Eighth Commandment. I think in one uh, book of the Bible, it's actually the Ninth Commandment, about not giving false testimony against your neighbor. Well, false testimony against a neighbor sounds like a malicious thing that would destroy relationships. Uh, it, you would know, I mean, there wouldn't be any mistake about it. You would affirmatively lie to do them hurt or, or damage is what it sounds like. Let's, um, any, any other thoughts on, on that as a commandment? Because that's, that's verse that Steve read is the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about lying. Any thoughts? I think it's pretty straightforward. Okay. Vicki, would you share with us Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22? The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. Well, that's a, a quality of God. That sets that pretty out pretty... Uh, clearly. Now, as we move on into other things, and it may not be in this program, it may be in other programs, uh, the Lord detests lying lips. You know, we actually find places in the Bible where we're going to have to say, now, how does this admonishment fit with this action? Um, Pete, would you read Matthew chapter 5 and verse 37? I think these are the words of Jesus. Yes, they are. And in fact, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about being admonished not to take oaths. Jesus is saying, simply let your yes be yes and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Now that's with respect to, yeah, the, the admonishment of the Lord not to swear by anything. You don't have to take that step. Uh, he says just honesty is what you want to deal with. Say yes or no, or to expand on that, just succinctly tell the truth uh, if you're being questioned. Um, now, it doesn't say lie to protect the life of a loved one or something like that, but it does stress and emphasize the need to be uh, honest where uh, I believe implicitly where it glorifies God. And it says we shouldn't go beyond that. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one, which is, of course is, is the devil. 
Um, and let me share this with you. Psalm chapter 34 and verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. When I read that verse, I, there's a little childhood song that ran through my mind. Uh, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard that childhood song. I had a can different you, childhood than you did. Can, can you sing it for us? <laughs> keep your tongue from evil, keep your tongue. Keep your tongue from evil, keep your tongue. And your lips from speaking lies. Keep your tongue from evil, keep your tongue. Well, that's what it was. Very nice. And those of you who get songs stuck in your head, I won't be able to sleep tonight because that'll be running through mine. <laughs> Well, you know, it's very clear that the, the concept of truth and the Christian's responsibility for telling the truth and to avoid lying, uh, all of our decisions in this regard should hinge upon what glorifies God. And so we have to pay careful attention to what the scriptures say. Um, as I mentioned, this is a, a broad subject. I can't, uh, we can't possibly do it justice in one program, so we're going to revisit this. And I just wanted to share with you a few points that we're going to look at scriptures on when we get back and record a, a follow-up program. One are, what does the Bible say are some of the consequences of deceit and lying? Another is, is it ever acceptable for a Christian to lie, and if so, under what circumstances. Now, implicitly, we've touched on this by the way we started off this program. We compared notes, and all four of us here admit there are, is a circumstance uh, or circumstances when we would lie if we believe that uh, God would be glorified and if a higher moral purpose would be served. So until that program uh, comes to the airwaves, you may you listeners may be want to think about that. Must we respond directly to all questions that beg an answer? Does good intent justify lying? And does God ever use evil in the terms of deceit and lying to further his purpose? Those are great questions, Mick, and I look forward to discussing them next time. Um, I think I might be remiss if I didn't say, as we get ready to close out today's episode, though, that when we talk about the questions of whether it's okay for Christians to lie or not, we have talked a little bit about how in certain circumstances it might be acceptable. I think that I really need to point out that those are the rare, rare, rare exceptions and that generally speaking, as Christians, we are called to be truthful, as we've mentioned quite a bit during this episode of Reconciling Grace, that Jesus is the truth. We are supposed to reflect Jesus. And this is Pete Vecchi, and I've been joined today by Mick Wells, who's kind of led the topic of discussion today, Vicki Cundiff, and Steve Wilson, we are available for you if you would like to contact us, if you have any questions that you'd like us to discuss here on Reconciling Grace. Also, if you'd like to contact us about possibly meeting with one of your groups at church or something like that, we'd be happy to come and share with you. You can contact us via email 
by going to Reconciling Grace's email box, which is RG, standing for Reconciling Grace, RG at faithandfriendsradio.com. Again, that's RG at faithandfriendsradio.com. And as Mick said before, we are planning on continuing this discussion about lying and it's okay for, if it's okay, I should say, for Christians to lie in certain circumstances. Mick has a whole lot of questions, as he mentioned before, that he hopes to look at the next time on Reconciling Grace. So again, for Mick Wells, for Steve Wilson, for Vicki Cundiff, this is Pete Vecchi signing off for today's episode of Reconciling Grace. May God bless you, and may the grace of Jesus be with you always. This has been Reconciling Grace. Join us again next time as our panel discusses biblical truths centered around the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ.